0: Welcome to the WordWords Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and
1: make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! Alright. Hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script.
2: Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, Toys.
0: Here's your host, Kale Davidoff.
1: Back in the flesh, Colin, Mitch, and Kale here with the Woodwards Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. As I said, my name is Kale. I'm here with my good friends,
2: Colin Ward.
1: And.
0: Mitch Haba, you threw it there. It looked I like he was going to point to me, and then he went over to Colin, the and I got out. super excited. And now I'm sad.
1: So it's been it's been uh, probably six months since all three of us have done a podcast together over the internet, and it's it's been uh, almost a year since we've sat in a room together and done a podcast. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. That is crazy. It, it really is crazy. We went two years straight. Doing podcast every week together, and then uh, I had to get up and move to LA, and and now we never do it. But I'm so happy. This is my favorite Christmas present of the season is to be here with you guys and do a podcast.
2: It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is a Christmas it's miracle. It's a
0: Christmas miracle. Callen, how
1: does it feel? Are you going to be able to jump back right right back in it, or, or uh, I mean, like like me talking right now, is it going to be rough? <laughs> it oh, Well, with me,
2: it's always rough, and uh, today will be no exception. Uh, <clears throat> no. Mitch?
1: <laughs> God, you off guard, Mitch, was, Mitch was, forgot he was on a podcast.
0: <coughs> Where am I? <coughs> what was that?
1: Are you, are you ready to get back into the swing of things here with the podcast? Because I'm here for two weeks, guys, so we're gonna fit him in.
0: Oh yeah, I uh, we're gonna. I'm ready. We're gonna fit him in. Fit him in this small time period. Yes, I am ready. Um, I was. I, we've been busy, and uh, you know, as Jeff Goldblum said, uh, life uh, gets in the way.
1: Life. I, that's exactly that's what he said. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right.
1: So well, let's catch up today. We're gonna we're first just to say we're gonna review. We're gonna do our own our old thing and review one movie specifically. We're gonna do Star Wars: The Last Jedi today.
2: Little Yay. little movie. Little movie that Tiny came out little that movie. Uh, I of course
1: a little, is, is killing it at the box office and uh, it was a little indie little indie film
0: which they divisive among many
1: divisive among many but it, and and I've heard as much that they 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 felt like it was on set everyone kept saying this that it felt like an independent movie that's very weird really interesting to me yeah. they, you know Brian Johnson brought on all his people like his UPM and his D.P. <coughs> and, and it kinda of just felt like one of those smaller movies that he does and he's done in the past mmm um, anyways we'll get to the last Jedi but before we do that let's catch up on, on what we've seen Colin, mm-hmm. who's seen the most movies in this room?
0: Oh, definitely Colin. Definitely Colin. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean. I mean, not, not, I don't mean of all. Well, I mean, probably between our lifetimes, maybe Colin. But yeah. I, meant, I meant more this year. Who's so seen, it's correct.
2: Either way. <laughs> who's seen, either who's way seen he the he most movies away. in 2017? <laughs> we're getting close to the end of the year, which is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. crazy. Yeah. Week so right. Colin, you've
1: seen the most. Yeah. What yeah. have you seen well, lately?
2: Uh, the most recent thing I saw is on Friday, I saw The Shape of Water. Ooh, um, interesting. Which is it was really great. Um different than what I expected, but mm-hmm. also totally what I expected with the del Toro film. Uh, it's really beautiful. I can't rec- I can't recommend that one enough right now. Uh, I've seen hold on, I got the list here. I've seen Lady Bird, he's pulling out a list. It's a long scroll. He's <laughs> unwinding it. Since we've last recorded, I've seen Lady Bird, the Shape of Water, the Florida Project, uh, the Big Sick which came out earlier, but I've came back and saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw this independent film called Lady Macbeth. Uh, which is really great. I saw a movie called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coco, the disaster oh, artist. Coco. Uh, you really dark, have seen everything. Darkest Hour. Yeah, um, he, he's seen There's just three no billboards the outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I think that's all I've seen. What was the best
1: out of all of those? I, Shape, I saw Coco. Shape, <laughs> Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, La- was was Ladybird all t-
2: I've heard a lot No Ladybird's La- Lady sorry Bird. Ladybird's ahead of shape of water for me. Sorry. Okay. I mean listen. There we go. go. They're phony. I know. Phony. No, they're phony. both those are both really good movies. Probably the two best things <coughs> in theaters right now. I would okay. say. Okay.
0: Okay. I saw Coco. I, I
2: Coco.
0: I loved Coco. I loved Coco. It was beautiful. Like physic physically. Um <laughs> mm. <laughs> physically, physically challenged. Physically beautiful. It was f- visually beautiful and uh <laughs> I really like the themes in it about family, and they they tell a lot about uh like that holiday and that yeah, that I didn't know about exactly.
2: That's why I was really surprised about like how like when I see that holiday, I see it like in the James Bond Specter, I, and I see like a parade you know, like, of people, and you don't know what like that holiday is really about. It's a really beautiful mm-hmm. holiday, and I think they like, I mean. Judging from my perspective, I think like they, they treated it with like a really nice like touch to it. Yeah, they didn't. That's good
1: that's good to hear. I always I always see the Day of the Dead in like a trailer or something and I'm just like it's like it's such a beaten over the head symbolic. It really is. You know, like it is. People they, are wearing skeleton dresses. Yeah, masks, I mean and, and they put it in a lot of stuff. So they look it's so it's, spooky. So you're saying it's a fresh it's a fresh look at
0: that holiday. Yes.
2: Well maybe like it, it's first honest look. <laughs> look at the holiday. But they really well, don't talk
0: about it. It's not like the book of life is not really about that holiday, but everybody's designed like that. Like I don't know, you've seen? Have you guys seen the Book mm-hmm. of Life? It's it's beautiful. I mean, but a lot of people were were saying, "Oh, Coco's just a ripoff of Book of Life." No, the stories aren't even really that similar. I mean, they're musicians, but it's not the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, as a side, as an off off camera, so to speak, we have a special guest here, a little little kitty. Uh, that Colin's sitting and uh, is eyeing us and and meowing at us. So if you hear uh, Bobo, Bobo, if you hear Bobo chime in, um, he's
2: a very talkative, affectionate cat. We'll try
1: to get Bobo's opinion on Last Jedi.
2: I didn't know he could get up that high on the table, though. Oh yeah,
0: cats could. He could free. jump up there, I bet, if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> he better not knock over my pineapple. That's all I gotta say. <laughs>
1: Um, Mitch, what else have you seen besides Coco?
0: Um, I saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I didn't see that. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Now that movie, I think, is one of my favorites of the year for sure. Um, I saw it twice and picked up something each time. I know it's three hours long. Yeah. And but it had me, like it grabbed me from the beginning of it, and I was completely in. Uh, Denis Villeneuve again. He he knocked it out of the park, I think. I think it's a visual masterpiece in a, in a way. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I, since like seeing it, maybe it's because I haven't seen it since like the day it came out and I've seen so much since. Hmm. I kind of forget what that movie was about. And like, I mean, I don't, but like, I was like, what is this movie trying to tell me? But it, right. that just might be because I haven't seen it in yeah. well, a really long time. It's a direct sequel
0: to. Blade Runner but it, it direct in the sense that it's actually in that world right. in that storyline but it's set uh in 2049 which is about 30 years after the events of the first so which is really funny thinking about it, that because yeah. we're there right now yeah <laughs> yeah we are this is not what, what it's not what it happened but I I read some it might be worse than yeah we might be in a worse timeline <laughs> well it led Ridley's me I don't know about that but it led me <laughs> it led me on a interesting like um wiki search about like that world and like why it's like that and a lot of people in the times like in the 70s and 60s they predicted an energy revolution where like you know why we have flying cars why there's everything is it seems like there's power is no issue um but instead of that we went through an information revolution so we created the internet and whatnot and our energy is still you know obviously getting better but whatever it, it's really funny to me
1: not to go on a tangent here but when you watch Blade <laughs> Runner the original all the things that they thought of that we would have all the flying cars all the possibilities there but they never thought for a second that you could take a picture without film right I mean they, they, <laughs> digital they, they doesn't just, exist in Blade Runner wasn't
0: a possibility in anyone's mind and they they explain it in this movie also to even add on to that of about there was a blackout and it was like oh the great blackout of 2025 or something like that so like it wiped out tons of records as well so they're even more analog in this movie yeah it's cool that's cool
2: that movie looks beautiful oh and the the production design the cinematography the The sound too yeah the
0: music and the sound in it are just it is a trip yeah i'll try to i'm gonna
1: try to see it i have a lot of time in my hands the next couple weeks and that's one i really want to see
0: um, anything else that that you saw that was, uh, um, worth
1: Wind River worth noting Wind River. Yeah. yeah. I saw
0: Wind River, uh, with Taylor Sheridan directed and wrote with Jeremy Renner, Caitlin, o- Caitlin Olson, right? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olson. Jeez. Elizabeth Olson. The, the one Olson sister that actually <laughs> made it somehow. <laughs> she waited. She didn't get into the movies on the she early waited. Yeah. <laughs> She waited. Yeah. She wasn't a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and Gil Birmingham and some other people. And I liked it a lot, but it's one of those that I'm never going to watch again. Huh. They're without well yeah, there's spoilers. It's centered around a rape and a murder. And there's an intense scene. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then and did, wait,
1: did you guys not because I've heard from a few people that like it's amazing. Is it is it, it you don't, I think you it's don't an
0: amazing that? procedural. It's well acted and it like it's good at telling you like what it'd be like to do police work all the way out there uh, in Montana or Dakotas or something uh, I think it's Montana something like that where there's just nothing and um yeah and she's like an out of you know fish out of water
2: she's the young new FBI agent. FBI
0: agent who was assigned to this case <laughs> yeah so she's like Sicario, used to cities. Like kind of, like <laughs> kind of, but this is like completely different. Like Which they, Taylor yeah, like somebody's in trouble, like and is dying, and she's like, "We need to call an ambulance." And they're like, it's not gonna get here for another two hours. Like he's just gonna have to die. <laughs> it's like, all right, I get it, but it, it it put like really awful images in my head, like for a good week mm. or so afterwards. I was like, and I knew it was coming, but it still, it really affected me. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I really really liked it, and I think it's a, it's a cool story. And it was like like I mean, as far as like the writing was concerned, but like to me, it didn't have like the kind of heart that Sicario had, and it didn't have like the kind of character development <laughs> that uh, like Hell or High Water had. So yeah, it wasn't like it didn't You're to right. me. It wasn't like as like well conceived of a movie yeah. as his previous work was but that being said it was still like a a really fascinating right fascinating i think movie.
0: i think jeremy renner's character is really the only one that goes through like any development like or like you learn about his backstory like elizabeth olsen's character is kind of like she's deep but she doesn't have that you're not invested yeah mm-hmm. but then gil birmingham's character i liked a lot as the father of the, the girl who was murdered and raped boba <laughs> But yeah, that, that scene, the really intense scene, uh I wanted to kill all those men Ugh. and it just it made me really angry. Rape rape scenes are rough, so not fun. Not fun. Oh, and John Barenthal's in it. And you think he's gonna be a bad guy and he's not. I'm I'm into John
1: Barenthal right yeah. Watching The Punisher. Oh
0: yeah. oh yeah.
1: And I saw a baby driver. Oh yeah? Um. I saw a Baby Driver. So here's what I saw. I haven't really not been to the theater. I saw Thor. I loved Thor. I thought Thor was really awesome. Like we also you know, it. not not gonna be like my top movie of the year, of course. You know, I don't. But it was like super entertaining. I would like watch that any time. Like it was extremely fun, super fun.
0: I I really liked everything about it. But my only gripe is I didn't feel like any of them were gonna die at any point.
1: Yeah, I mean, in, you're right. You have the there's the Marvel like you know there's no consequence you no know, really there. but but also like out of all the marvel films it's the one that i also didn't expect any sort of like i just want you know they're just it's a com- it was basically a comedy mm-hmm. and it was fine they like they ran with it more even more than guardians um yeah. i thought so that was fun uh so that was the only movie i saw in theaters i think in the last few months besides star wars three times um <laughs> but i did i did i did some traveling and i did some plane watching uh, I think the only movies that I really finished were uh Baby Driver. You saw it on a plane. Which I saw on a plane with with <laughs> with I tried with two different sets of headphones. Just how
2: he intended.
1: Hold on. I this is hilarious. It's, Was it edited I, too? Uh probably I don't know. How do I know? Not
0: much, there wasn't much swearing in it I guess, but they're No, well they, they, so. they swear. They, they don't edit okay. swearing out of this. Sometimes stuff. they do. I don't
1: know. They edit like nudity I think out of uh, airplane movies.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. They edit the hell out of airplane movies. But I watched it.
1: So the my <laughs> Delta screen and and device the 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 input wasn't working. So I, I watched I watched uh, Baby Driver with one headphone in, basically, because the other <laughs> really side got the surround working. sound of the. Yeah, so yeah, it's not like music or anything. You know, a crucial part but, to that you movie, know, but in a way, but in a way, so is deafness. So it it really was an interesting way to experience Baby Driver. Yeah. Um I thought I loved Baby Driver. I thought it was awesome. I think that there might be a little bit of overhype, I think in terms of just like when it came out, I think it was like everyone was super into it and I expected more maybe from like a a rewatchability standpoint. I don't know. Like I don't it's not a movie that I like like it's fun, but it's not something that like I'm going to watch a bunch of times and pick up on little th- I don't know. But uh totally fun, totally awesome totally weird with Kevin Spacey now. Like, oh, totally, like, yeah. it's hard to take that out of the movie now. Yeah. And I, I, it sucks, you know.
0: That line where he says, <laughs> he's like, I was so impressed by the balls Ball on that kid. <laughs> I mean, and it's essentially
1: a story where he, he, you know, he picked up a little 14-year-old boy and, and took him under his wing. Yeah. And that's, like, really what the story is about. So, it's a little bizarre. Um, but, you know, Edgar Wright, awesome job. Like, great. So good. Great, great movie. I mean, it was really awesome. Um, and then I saw The Big Sick. That movie was great. That was a, that's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's and, and uh, Ray Romano and Holly Hunter were like awesome.
2: Yeah, like, they were the most like natural, like real feeling parents I've seen yeah. like in a movie oh, yeah. in a long time. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Sure. And I I think there might be a chance, but I well I don't even know with maybe Golden Globes and stuff has it been. I thought the script was really well it written. It got basically. shut out. It was like not, I just, it wasn't anything. No. I just think that, like I that, think. for a, a comedy, <clears throat> I think this has a, I don't know. It's, it, it it deserves more than it's ever gonna get. I think in any sort of accolade. But I, I thought the Big Sick was incredibly well written.
0: Yeah, very well written, very well acted. I think if Holly Hunter isn't nominated, I'd be pretty upset. Because I, I think she was like the standout. I think she will be? I think she she'll be nominated for supporting. Really? Yeah, I she hope. Was great. She was great. I hope you know it's. I we
1: hope. we worked with her. She was in Batman versus Superman. All oh, um, right. Mm-hmm. She played the congresswoman. Yeah, total like sweetheart from all uh, accounts. I mean, right. I had people that worked closely with her, and she was great. So it's good. It's good. There's some good people out there still. <laughs> Believe it or not, in Hollywood. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's basically all I saw. Um. I did go to my first film festival ever. Ooh. Oh yeah. Tell us all about it. Very briefly. I think we, maybe we'll talk about it later once you guys see it or something. But, uh, the movie I produced way long ago, new money. We premiered at the black Knights film festival in Tallinn, Estonia, Baltic country. Uh, just, uh, just South of Finland, just, uh, West of Russia. It was a really awesome experience. Um, I only saw one other film while I was there that I, I think that was part it of the, English language. Or? It was uh, it was an Israeli film mm-hmm. called Foxtrot, which is really good. I hear that is it's, really it's, good. It's really good. Um, okay. You know, controversial in a lot of ways, I guess, but uh, totally well made and, and, and really interesting movie. But, you know, I was in Europe for five days and I wanted to I've never really been to Europe. So. I spent most of the time exploring, and yeah. Tallinn's a really awesome city and a really cool, exciting country, and uh, the film festival in general was just... It was really well put together, and it was awesome. All right. I wish I, I, wish I did connect more with filmmakers and uh, see more movies, but uh, the premiere of our film, that was like nothing I've ever... Ex- I, 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 I thought I wasn't going to sit in the theater. I thought for sure I would leave and just wait till it's over, but... Uh, it started going and I sat there and I think that's a good sign that I, I felt like I could be in the theater and, and
2: what well, was it like your first time seeing it with like a bigger with an audience at yeah. all? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it
1: was, it was yeah. nerve wracking. I mean, it, it was like a 200 person theater and I would say for a Monday night in town, Estonia for an English movie, you know, 50 people showed up and that was pretty good. And, uh, good. everyone yeah. stayed for the question and answer and people asked <coughs> questions Sweet. and, nice. uh, it seemed pretty well received. So, um, Cool. That was just, I don't know, as an aside, that was, like, a really cool film experience that I had. So I didn't go and see a lot of movies, but we did go to a film festival. And it does, it gives you the bug. Like, I, I do want to go to more film festivals and do stuff yeah. like that, mm-hmm. even if I'm not playing something. Like, yeah. there's just so much to see. And I I, uh, I do, whether new money is going to be there or not, I really, really want to make it a point next year to make it to the Traverse City Film Festival. Mm-hmm think as a group it that'd would be, be fun it would be fun to go up there for even a weekend yeah that'd, that'd be, be fun. Cool. but totally. we'll see that's goals goals for next year 2018 oh, new year's yeah. resolutions
0: that would be fun that would be fun
2: what else
1: so that's film catch-up do we yeah. want to talk about any uh do you get any any award news before we hit into star wars We
2: should probably mention some of them yeah the uh, bring
1: me up to date because i'm just i'm not even uh, having not seen these films i'm not really uh immersed in, in what's being talked about and nominated and uh yeah pumped up before we go to oscar season
2: i mean i think the biggest ones that came out so far have been the golden globes i mean screen actors guild came out yeah. but it's more or less follows the same type of type of line with that um for best motion picture drama we have oh, we have dunkirk the post the shape of water three billboards outside ebbing missouri and call me by your name i have heard is call me by your name is that here no yeah. it doesn't come here till mid january and i'm livid what about the post no mm. i don't think it comes here till the beginning of january either. Okay. see That's i think call those. me
1: by your name call, call me by your name yeah so,
2: call
0: me
1: I don't know anything about that But I've heard a lot about it And I think it's in, It's in LA I think Already Yeah
2: it's been in LA New York yeah. for, a, for a while
1: Um, But other than that uh, So the post you haven't seen And Call Me By Your Name You haven't seen mm-hmm. Is that Does that list Kind of line up With what you th- would think
2: No Would be best picture Best I drama mean, at least I And I think this is An unpopular opinion By a lot of people I talk to I actually Really disliked Three Billboards like I think there's yeah. so much wrong with that movie. It's weird. I've
0: heard a lot of people like it and a lot of people uh, say I don't think there's Yeah, anything. I've
2: kind of heard both. I
0: I want to see it because I love Francis McDormand and and Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. 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 And it's Americana type story.
2: So, they're all good in it, but like the writing to me is so fucking childish and shitty. I mean, which is weird because like it's getting like some like nominated for its screenplay right. and its direction, and it's like so tonally weird for me. And uh, the performances are all, are all good, but like I really didn't like this this movie. Like, ooh, and I don't want to like say why like, yeah, well, you, I didn't. Yeah, well, until you guys see like it, it might be a good discussion. So, but, I like, oi, oi.
0: I hear Sam Rockwell's really good in it though. He, I well, again, if you're even, saying like
2: the
1: writing and whatnot. All
2: right all right. all right, all right.
1: So Dunkirk's there for Best. I, I, did you mention before the show? Do you think that's your favorite of the year?
2: Right now, it is my favorite of the year. I mean, there's still a lot of things I still need to see, um, and like right now, it's Dunkirk and Lady Bird are, are at my top of, at the top of my list. And I like them; they're totally different movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And I like—I mean, they're both really great. Uh, what
1: about the musical comedy? That—that's the that best. Mm-hmm. So, for musical comedy, pick-up.
2: we got *The Disaster Artist*, *Get Out*, *Get Out*, *The Greatest Showman*, *I Tanya*, and Ladybird.
1: See, this is so weird to me, I, and I haven't seen it. But *The, the Greatest Showman*—it's a musical. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean that it has to be nominated. It's, it's the, the Golden again.
2: Movie. It's a musical. It's the Golden Globes. You got it's Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman out there promoting the shit out of it, being charming as fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just I the Golden know. Globes are a joke. You talking about like
1: the Big Sick with that with that following? If, if you don't know, get out, it's going to be a comedy.
2: The Big Sick is a comedy. Oh, right? it's ridiculous that the Big Sick isn't in, right. this, in this list. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But again, you only have five, and, and I would yeah, you're right. If you're going to take anything out, Greatest Showman replace it with the Big Sick. Right but there was like a little controversy about this before they released them because get Get Out. out was submitted as a comedy and it like, for some reason bloggers took that as like a slight to the black community completely, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, because it was, it was a comedy. It was a satire. I, mean, I don't know. It's a satire. It's a like racial satire, and it uses humor. Whether you think it's like laugh out loud or not, but it uses humor. To... It's a
2: thriller with comedic undertones.
1: Yeah, I, I I can see it. But you know, if if you, if Jordan Peele's gonna tweet out right after this that get out the documentary, clearly he doesn't think it's a comedy.
0: Well, I that I think that's more of he doesn't care. Like maybe. what? how it's submitted as an award, you know, maybe,
1: but like I was, we were just after Star Wars last night, my, my buddy <clears> Michael <throat> was saying that he would, he got roped into watching Get Out and it scared the shit out of him. That so scared like, him? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like funny is not the first thing that comes to mind. Weird. I mean, I get like. I kind of feel like this category. I feel like part of what's missing is this category. I think means like genre film, basically, right? Like fun. It me- well, it means it, mean, it means like like fun I feel like watch. a horror movie would fall into this category. Yeah. In their minds. Yeah, I guess. I think so. they should just change the name of what they really drama. I, mean, I always feel like what they mean is like films
0: that we take seriously, and then films that we just think are fun. Right. I don't know. Even though the ones that are fun still have like really deep messages and. Whatnot. I mean, is
1: Lady Bird a comedy?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, but I mean, it's also dramatic.
0: Yeah. I hear I, Tonya, is entertaining, like, from beginning to end.
2: I'm excited for that one, too.
0: You know what's not on either of these lists Star Wars? Yeah, I know what. No, the the Phantom Thread.
2: No, I don't know if it's screened in time. Oh, well. Whatever. There was another one that didn't screen. Because you think
0: Daniel Day Lewis, of all people, would be would have oh, maybe. He Hollywood be. Foreign Press Association members at their
2: knees. <laughs> like. oh, maybe it did screen in time because he is in. He's, he's nominated. nominated. Yeah. So speaking of actors uh, for drama, we got Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Tom Hanks, The Post, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel <clears throat> Esquire.
0: Denzel Washington's looking a little thick in that photo. <laughs>
2: Jeez. <laughs> That's he? the first thing we say about him. What about Gary Oldman? Doesn't he? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman's looking a little thick in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was big. Oh, oh, Bubba.
1: What do you think of Gary Oldman? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone either. saw Roman J. Israel. Uh, oh. the, yeah,
0: nobody's seen that. The Squire. The post... Um, I'm excited to see that. Me too. It seems like a very political film. Um, what isn't? <laughs> even Star Wars. Even uh, very much Star Wars. A shape of Water. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they meant to call it The Compost, as <laughs> Mark Levine calls yes. it.
2: <laughs> I, 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 we should also We live in the, great uh, times. <laughs> uh, the National Board of Review named The Post the best. Right. Oh, the yeah, right, 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 of, right. of 2017. Right. Mm-hmm. Best um, actress.
1: Colin, what? I just made it like, do, do, I do. you? The Darkest Hour. I mean, who have you seen from the from the list? Uh,
2: is that it? The only one I've the, seen is time, yeah. uh, Darkest Hour. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, three of them haven't come here yet, and I am not going to see Roman J. Israel.
0: Right. It just doesn't look very good to me. It, I heard it wasn't. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard it, it, it wasn't good. But again. The HFPA loves them some Denzel Washington. Well,
2: any big names, you know, yeah, any yeah. big names that can stuff.
0: Well, it's them. a group of 100 writers who want to rub elbows with famous people and yeah. get gift baskets. Yeah.
2: What about women? What about? What about? You know? <laughs> it's been rough times, What's the Kale? deal with women? <laughs> what's what's the deal? Uh <laughs> For actress in a drama, we got Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, Meryl Streep, The Post, and Michelle Williams' All the Money in the World.
0: I haven't seen any of this. I, just... I don't
2: think the Hollywood Foreign Press saw All the Money in the World, actually. <laughs> I honestly don't think they did. Is that the one? I don't think he likes his
0: butt No, scratched. he doesn't like the butt scratch. Oh, yeah. I was told that. <laughs> He looks like he wants to we're kill We're talking her. about the cat <laughs> <laughs> Guys they can't see what we're looking at <laughs> yeah. It's just our friend
1: uh, uh, Can I just say that So as a you know I went through my OC phase And we've kind of switched to Dawson's Creek And uh, I will never I don't know if I'll ever look at Michelle Williams As a respected
2: actress anymore <laughs> She's a treasure i kidding
0: You know who I get her confused with Carrie Mulligan Okay Yeah is Michelle Williams the one in Drive, or is that Carrie Mulligan? That's, That's Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan. <laughs> See? They look the same. They, do, like, they, they look like the exact same. Yeah, no, they, like, they do look similar. Like round faces, short blonde haircuts.
1: Um, what about the comedy people? Uh, really, really, let's let's do that, and then we'll.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to do these ones. Um, actress <laughs> in a comedy, we got Judy Dench, Victoria, and Abdul Hel- Helen Mirren in *The Leisure Seeker*, mm-hmm. which is a movie. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie I, Tanya Saoirse Ronan Lady Bird And Emma Stone Battle of the Sexes Who, you th- who do you think? I wanted to see Battle of the Sexes But I never
0: got around to it
2: I mean I think Saoirse Ronan's got that one
0: Okay In the bag right? I would like to see her win an Oscar Because I thought she was good enough to win it in Brooklyn
2: Yeah she's had a really good I mean Ever since Atonement She's like Every performance she's given is really good
0: Mm-hmm. She's a very good actress she seems like a really fun lady, too. Every time she's on... Fun lady. <laughs> she's every time a she's, nice lady. She's on, like such a such super guy. lady. Uh, every time she's on a talk show, she is very um, personable and funny. Victoria and Abdul. Interesting.
2: Uh, for actor in a comedy or musical, we got Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes. Mm-hmm. Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver. James Franco, The Disaster Artist. Hugh Jackman, the greatest showman, and Danielle Kulia. Am I pronouncing that right? Kulia, so. Kulia, for Get Out.
1: So, did you see the disaster artist?
2: Yeah, I did. Didn't I say that. Sorry, I you did. That. No, you okay. did. I was just confirming.
1: Yeah, what, did. what did you think of uh, Jimmy? Jimmy.
2: <laughs> I mean, he was Jimmy really frank. To be frank, <laughs> he was really good in it. I mean, he, it's, he's the real selling point of that movie. I, I
1: it going would be a fun role to play, and I and if yeah. you could really, I mean, but you also might chew up scenery. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well,
0: wait, did, did have you guys seen the room? Yeah,
1: I've seen, like, I've seen, I've done a lot of the YouTube, the best, highlight best of the room. Okay, I
0: feel like it's only a movie you can see in theaters because everybody else laughing. And I want to go to one of those L.A. I think like, there's one coming soon to this area, like to Landmark or mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I they mean, show it all the time. You can find it.
2: It's good. I can't remember if like I felt like a real good like emotional arc to Franco's character or if it was kind of just one note the whole time. But maybe that's what it was intended. Well, to have, you seen, yeah, <laughs> have you ever <laughs> seen? Have you ever seen interviews <laughs> with yeah. Tommy Wiseau?
0: That guy's nuts. The, uh, James Franco is on WTF uh, with Mark Marin and he was talking about stories with uh, Tommy Wiseau, and they're fucking weird. They're like he's like, "All right, Tommy," and he's like, "Tommy, what was your favorite part of the movie?" And I guess he was like. I really like the part with Greg swimming in the pool, and like <laughs> the one with him swimming in the pool. Like, there's this like inconsequential right. part. It's like him and his girlfriend swimming in the pool, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just so joyful and happy." It's my <laughs> favorite part. It's like,
2: "All right, man." Well, he <laughs> cool. was both of them were on the Howard Stern show, and uh, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau too. Yeah, yeah. It started with weird. just Franco, and then uh, he came in afterwards. And Franco was telling a story about like how after he first saw the movie he's like i like 99 percent of it <laughs> <laughs> and Frank was like well what was the one yeah. percent you did like and then he goes i feel like the lighting at some points were like- that's
1: amazing <laughs> that is awesome yeah he's a weirdo
2: <laughs> like not like something was wrong with like he's portrayed? every failed
1: film student ever like, yeah, it's, but but it, it's but rich awesome story. it's an awesome story like i don't know because there's he, something endearing about it yeah
0: because i mean it is it, i'm sure that's part of the movie but like he made a terrible movie and he was expecting it to be like fucking cat on a hot tin roof you know his little like dramatic short story and uh yeah and everybody's laughing at him and But, hey, he brought joy to a lot of people. Yeah, he did. And he owns all the rights to the film. So anytime somebody Mm -hmm. wants to show it, he gets a lot of money. That's awesome. (laughs) It is pretty awesome. It is really awesome.
1: That's the American dream right there. Yeah. Just fail
2: upwards.
0: (laughs) 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 Succeed by sucking.
2: Uh, Just one other note on the the Golden Globes and the supporting actor category. I just want to note that Christopher Plummer got nominated for all the money in the world. Yeah, that's nuts. And which is why I don't think they've seen it because I don't think the film was shot and cut and edited. Yeah, it's that's yeah. with his added performance in it. Yeah, <laughs> in time for these to come out, I thought they like just finished it. I feel
1: like he's gonna get a lot of just like it's amazing how quickly he <laughs> learned the role. Like it's gonna yeah. be like a lot
0: of that. Like, okay. come on, <laughs> he's gotta, an actor. You know, yeah, know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's his little job. Yeah, he, like yeah, he knows the lines that. and he can act. Uh, <laughs> it's his job. Yeah. Wow. How impressive he was able to take on a short, like 15 minute screen time role. Yeah.
1: I had a really, I didn't know about that movie at all. And when this whole thing went down, I, I you know, I was, kept seeing headlines about it. I literally thought, because it was in quotes, I thought they were saying, like, I just knew that it was this um, Ridley Scott, right? Yeah. 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 This Ridley Scott movie that replaced Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer. And I always kept thinking that it was a quote from Ridley Scott that. It, We'll take all the money in the world to, to to make this movie right and replace it. Like I thought, that's what it was. I didn't know that the, they were actually doing <laughs> very that. Very confused. Very like <laughs> Abbott and Costello routine in my head going on with the headlines for that. Um. Yeah. Let's get into Star Wars, guys. This is the third Star Wars movie we reviewed on this on this podcast. We started with The Force Awakens in 2015 and Rogue One last year, and uh, and now uh, Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, Episode Eight. Um. I've seen it three times. Twice. Uh, Mitch, you've seen it twice. twice. Colin, yeah. you've seen it once. once. So, but collectively, we've seen it a lot of times, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, I I really, uh, as I've professed a lot on the show, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so it's hard to just watch this as a movie. Um, uh, there's obviously a lot a lot to talk about, but we'll, we'll try to be clear and concise and, and, and get through as much as possible here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to get through there's a lot to get through <laughs> to be honest I don't like I've I've spent the last two weeks talking with everyone about this movie and it just seems to be such a contentious movie for some reason <laughs> at work with friends like getting into kind of verbal fights with people about it uh, interesting it's been super in- it's been a really fascinating snapshot of fandom in general not just Star Wars fandom but just the way that people you know, the claim to possess something, really, I guess, and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily theirs. Maybe like the Force and the Jedi. Um, but uh, so I don't know where to start. To be honest with you, I have notes in my phone here, but I think we should just just take it away. Um,
0: you want to do like non-spoilers
1: first? No, let's. I look. If you haven't seen this movie, you shouldn't be listening to this. This is a this is the kind of movie that I don't believe this with all movies, but you shouldn't. Don't look at spoilers yeah. for this movie. Like. It, it, Part of the fun of this movie, I think, is being continually sh- sh- shocked and surprised by yeah. certain things.
0: Also, it's been like a week and a week. Right. So, so anyways, you should see it. Yeah.
1: Colin, since you've seen it the least, yeah. you really only have your first impression. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so that's what I you, was going to say, think? too.
2: Like, I saw it opening day and I, I haven't seen it since, of course, but, um, so I'll try to remember everything I, uh, I thought about it in the time I, I saw it. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I really, really loved it. Not only was it like fun and the action was great. All the performances I thought were really, really solid. Yeah. Visually, it is striking, beautiful, different looking vibe to it. Story it progressed and developed characters way more than I thought it was was going to, and way more than it needed to, and that it, it only added to what I uh, to how I liked this movie. Uh, and for being two and a half hours, that was like the most enjoyable two and a half hours I've had in a theater in a long time.
1: I I, I want to touch on that later, the length of it mm-hmm. for sure. So we'll put that. <clears throat> The back burner,
0: Mitch. Two times. I saw it twice. I saw it last night. Yeah, or yesterday. Not really last night. Um, I love it. uh I've been. I find myself. I'm one of the people who is trying to explain it to people who didn't like it. You know, there's like different types of people right now. It's like I didn't get it. Like I thought it was stupid, and I'm one of the people who's like, yeah, that part was a little like wonky, but what it's trying to do deep down and the things it does with the force and with these characters and the idea and the mythology of the force is perfect. I think like the execution was great. And, um, you know, the movie can't be perfect as well. Like everything about it cannot be perfect. There is a storyline that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of and, but what it does, like things that things we haven't seen before, how it tells the story of our characters and I know there's a lot of disagreement about like Luke and what he's supposed to be like, um, but this, I thought, added so much depth to his character. And I'll admit, I don't know the canon. I don't know what else is out there in the expanded universe. I know he does some crazy stuff, but... I well, none this, of that matters. Now. It doesn't. It they, just they doesn't no, matter. No, like, like, literally, like they, <clears> that's just deleted. Like they don't even. Yeah, care about Yeah, in it, a sense, it. or unless it's just a separate story, you know, unless yeah, you,
1: but it doesn't affect this movie,
0: right? Yeah. I agreed. So it yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. You don't
1: have to know what yeah. anything about previous stories, right?
0: So yeah, I, I'm. I mean, there are there are comics though that like bridge the gap between these movies, aren't there? That were there were are, made but afterwards,
1: but they're not anything that really lends any. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They, they basically stayed away from gotcha
0: but anyway i i loved it i thought it's doing a lot i didn't i wasn't annoyed by any parts i wasn't like you know my childhood wasn't ruined as like a lot of people are claiming (laughs) it's such a you know i'm clicking through youtube yeah i'm clicking through youtube and there's so many videos it's like worst star wars movie ever it's like i don't think you really understand what he's trying to do here and that may sound elitist or like arrogant, but I really don't think yeah, some people I, I, understand what Ryan Johnson tried to do. And,
1: and I think I'll, I'll just off that point. I think that it's just <laughs> I, I, what I can't understand is, So like last night when I saw it, someone walked out of the movie before we got there early, and someone walked out having just seen it and literally said, "That's the worst movie I've ever seen." I mean, it it is, it, and and the the idea that like Ryan Johnson's some dumb guy who has no idea how to direct a movie is like. Like it's one thing to be, and I have criticisms of it as from like a script standpoint. Like I don't think it's the best script in Mm -hmm. the world, but you know, just to act like the, the, the the no love or care or or thought went into this movie, and they just did it to troll fans is like so ridiculous. It's so obscene. Um, my my thoughts on the movie in general, uh, you know, just it was really similar to the way. I felt at the end of *The Force Awakens the first time which is just that so much new Star Wars information in my mind that I like sat there in silence after the movie just kind of thinking about it, you know whereas like Rogue One I was cheering after that movie ended because mm-hmm. it's an inconsequential Star Wars movie Rogue One it doesn't affect the way I think about the rest of Star Wars um, this movie does a lot so in general at the end of it the first time I was like wow But during the movie, I was like, I was cheering. I was hitting Liz and being like, oh my God, look at this. this During Last Jedi? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Like I, I, during it, I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. When it ended, I was just kind of like, what do I make of all that? So I get the fandom thing. Seeing it two and three times later, I think it's, I actually think it's genius. I think it's super, super smart. Um, I also think that part of the problem here, just with Star Wars in general, is when Disney bought star wars i think that we all as as not just star wars fans but we as a society thought okay we're going to get our dark knight of star wars we're going to get i mean i know that didn't wasn't up for best picture and stuff but we're going to get a movie that's worth like being the best movie of the year um and i don't think that's ever going to happen i think we need to sit back and and say like you know they are still just
0: they're good movies they're good movies
1: but they're never going to be I don't know. Just, I don't know if I'd say
0: never. I
1: I don't. I think that there's too much of a machine there that it doesn't. It's it's so hard to make these movies perfect. Mm-hmm. I think they also there's a little bit of rushness to it. I think. I think that had this movie had they taken another year to make this movie, I think the issues with the script and the issues with some of that things may have been ironed out and for a lot of the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, but- I think this is an amazing film. I think it's a really genius film and uh it's a really good star wars movie i think it's the best i i, I don't think it's my i don't you know it's not like my top four favorite star wars movies but I, I don't know i don't i don't maybe it will it will be eventually but it is the best acted It is the best shot it is the uh best sound designed like it, it is the best looking star wars movie i've ever seen no question mm-hmm. um it's just not maybe the best script of all of them, but, um. Yeah, where do we start? <laughs> let's talk about well, let's talk about Ryan Johnson. Callen, have you seen Looper or Brick? Or?
2: I've seen Looper. I haven't seen Brick. Is that the yeah. only one that yeah. he's done? Yeah. Really? Uh, well, well uh, he's, uh, he's Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom. I haven't, okay. seen, I haven't that.
1: seen that. No. You never seen Brick? No. Super <clears throat> I know. Did you like
2: Looper? I did like Looper. I liked did you looper find any
1: Looper in this movie? Did you feel I like haven't seen Looper
2: like... since it came out. Oh. Uh, Which was all years ago. Yeah, it was, it was like five years ago. Yeah, I probably should have revisited that before I saw it. I like Looper. I love I'd, Looper. I remember really liking Looper. I just like his... remember when
0: that guy gets like blown apart by like <laughs> little boy magic. It was nuts. <laughs> uh
2: I mean I don't I don't know if it's his like independent like nature or like his or what but like this was so distinctively different than every other star wars movie i've seen and i think that's 100 percent for the better because why i liked why i enjoyed wa- watching the force awakens like i in the podcast when we discussed it like, it just felt like so been there done that right. so tired and i get why the force awakens had to do that to like Get the people in, get them more comfortable Create and acclimated. Yeah, acclimated to the universe. So I love how this movie, much like Empire Strikes Back, takes it in a different direction. It's mm-hmm. the second one and I know that's why like people like compare it to they're like, Well, this isn't no Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, kind of yes, it kind, kind of it no. Kind of, it kind like, of is. Like, yeah. There's think... some similar beats. Yeah.
0: But that's it's, just well, no, I, There's I similar beats in every movie. <laughs>
1: well, I don't think it's I don't really think it's story like it's, I don't think it's really similar at all to Empire Strikes Back in terms of like story structure. I mean, you have a training thing going on, yeah, and you have a cave it. scene, and you know Imperial walkers. But at this point, that's in every Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do think like if you if you look back at the reviews of Empire Strikes Back, people hated that movie in 1980, and it didn't do well. It made about half as much as the original Star Wars movie. So, and I think over time, and having that bookend of Return of the Jedi, like I think that. This will be the same way. I think that episode nine will change the way a lot of people think of this movie once they, they mm. see it come to a complete story. Um, mm-hmm. But did it... The thing about it... Did it feel like the second act of a trilogy to you? Because my uh, first impression was this felt like the end of a trilogy in a lot of ways.
0: Well, besides the, the ending... um, but it kind of result like things are kind of like
1: you could this could be the end of a trilogy. I mean, other than the fact that like Kylo is still the evil yeah. guy at the end, evil I mean, has not yet vanquished. You know, at the basically like if there this could be the end of a trilogy where here is the future of the Jedi and the, mm-hmm. and you start a new one.
2: Yeah, I mean, other yeah, other than the end, I I would I would say
0: it's almost I, it kind of feels like it could be the beginning of like a story too.
1: Right. It, it just there is something about it that doesn't feel like. I think that's why it works of. so well. You think it works that well? I think that's
0: I think that's why it works because it at the same time as bridging like or creating a bridge to the, and what would be a final film in a trilogy. It also feels like the final film of the Skywalker like trilogy, besides Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. Um, but it also feels like the beginning of something new with that ending. But so it just feels like it, it belongs all, all, everywhere. Right. It, it could be anywhere. I like it. I like it.
2: <laughs> it's <nice>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> De- I mean, now it really does feel like the, you know, the end of Skywalker and all the old stuff, partially too, because Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Will be I know
1: and that's I think we we have to view it differently. I think yeah. it, it wouldn't <clears throat> feel that way if you knew that Carrie Fisher was going to be back. Right yeah.
2: Now. Yeah. Um, but now knowing that she won't be back, like now it definitely feels like that part of the story is closed. How are these new characters that we've come to learn and care about? How are they going to finish this rise of evil? Right. Mm
1: mm-hmm. um, Let's talk about, I guess, like all the. First of all, did you find the movie shocking? I mean, were you surprised by things left and right?
0: A little bit. Um, but, you know, but looking back, it's like, oh, that actually makes sense now. Um, the killing of General Snoke, or Supreme Leader Snoke, was shocking to me. Um, and I saw it coming, like, when he realized, like, what he, I know what I have to do. Right. Turning lights. Yeah. I would have liked that if that was shot a little differently, but that's just from a filmmaking standpoint. Um but that part was intense and i was not expecting it i was not expecting um oh what was the other part
1: well it just seems to like it seems like the whole movie i mean from the beginning when luke throws his lightsaber right we've waited mm-hmm. 2 years to see what luke's first words will be to ray when he holds the lightsaber right and he you know tosses it over his shoulder i immediately thought that's awesome i was like that's genius yeah like the like everything about it is genius but it also for me, and reading about Ryan's point of view on it, it actually makes the most sense, right? Like, if this mm-hmm. guy <clears throat> left his life to go hide at an island and some random stranger shows up with his lightsaber, his response isn't going to be like, oh, let's go save the universe. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> if that was his response, he would already be there fighting mm-hmm. with them. So, uh, but a lot of fans thought that that was like disrespectful. I mean, they basically nah. like, why would luke skywalker throw his lightsaber away granted the last time we saw luke with a lightsaber in star wars he threw his lightsaber away so i don't know what everyone's freaking out about it actually right. makes total sense that right. he doesn't want to fight but did were you shocked by that moment i mean what what did you th- cuz you know like when i before we saw it i was sitting with liz and i was like what do you think's going to be the first thing that luke says to ray and essentially it's nothing
2: mm. right <laughs> i i don't think i Fuck was cough <laughs> I wasn't shocked by anything per se. I I was surprised by 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 things that happened, and I I think we mentioned we were talking about this a little bit in our our group chat about how it takes ideas of like Star Wars and like beats that are familiar with Star Wars, but kind of subverts them and like takes them, doesn't do what you expect to be done, and that's that's really what I liked about this movie. Uh, I mean the whole scene with Snoke in the you're like oh this is this is our return of the Jedi moment we're gonna get this and then at the end you're like oh well we we didn't get that what it It, subverts your expectations not to
0: overuse that term but it it really does it it thinks it's going one way you think it's going one way and then it doesn't then because of that you think it's going another way and it doesn't it's like all right even,
1: like, to the, to in, in my mind, like, Holdo, uh, Laura Dern's character, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you expect her to be bad, right? Like, I, I expect... Well, to be the like, music tells... Like, and, and, I, and I just, like, I thought, like, okay, like, they're not actually tracking the ship. Holdo's telling them where they right. are, right? Like, I thought for sure it was going to be something like that. Or And everything from, like, Benicio Del Toro's character, who just, like... You know, you think he is he's good, gonna. is bad, is good, and then at the end, he's basically like, I don't care, I just whatever yeah. his pays, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, okay, that I, makes I, sense. I, I for, like that
0: a lot. Like, I think a lot of people I find are complaining about, like, well, why didn't she just tell them the plan? It's like, does a general, well, I, yeah, does a that's, commander that's, really tell no. everyone the plan? No, I, I mean, I,
1: watching it two other times, I was just thinking, if Poe was running up to me, like at work, if if I was someone who worked for me. Was like, why aren't we doing it this way? I'd be like, it doesn't matter. I'm the. You just sit down yeah. and listen to me. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, fine. And you're he right. gets listen because you're we're complaining gonna to me. I'm right. going to tell you everything that's going on. And
0: because of him, he gets tons of people killed. And now a lot of people say like, well, that's stupid. But like, in wartime, when people are panicking, people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's what's most interesting about this movie is these characters make. Fatal mistakes. Well, everyone and get fails. In this people movie. people die because of people's decisions. Even General Leia makes decisions that are like, oh fuck, like, but
1: yeah. But but what I love about Poe, I think that Poe's character doesn't get enough talk in the, about the, in this movie, mm-hmm. is that he basically like, and well, really Leia's character. Mm-hmm. So like, Leia basically Poe is Ray to Leia as like Ray is to Luke, right? So like leia's training poe to be a general basically mm-hmm. and by the end of the movie everything that poe had done that screwed up he ends up applying to the situation on crate so he right. tells them that you know he wants to save lives instead of just suicide not even stop that gun thing at the end yeah and then at the end he's i, lo- I love that scene where, where poe is figuring out the, the the crystal foxes and and he you know. He says, "Guys, let's follow them." And everyone looks to Leia, and she goes, "What are you doing? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are looking awesome. at me for so really essentially like you know we, we 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 came into this movie expecting Luke to be the wise Jedi master, but really Leia is the best teacher in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like Leia knows how to handle this situation, if, if, as far as like teaching young people to learn from their mistakes, right? Ben like, Solo, well, like, Luke can't
0: even learn from his own. Basically, yeah. Kylo Ren or Ben Solo probably would have fared better if he was taught the Force by Leia. Uh, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's. While we're on the subject of Leia, because uh, I think you know, throwing the lightsaber is one controversy. Uh, Rey's parentage, which we'll get to, is one controversy. But it seems like the the jumping the shark moment for a lot of people seems to be flying Leia. And I, I just want to know how you guys took that scene, watching it for the first
2: time. I have a couple a couple opinions on it. I think in my opinion on that that situation would be so different if carrie fisher was still alive good because at first i thought oh like carrie fisher she died this is how she's going to go out in the movie for like, a second i was like and i was no. like i was like, like that's it. such an awful send-off for someone who's who's like no longer with the star like after all of this that's how like leia's gonna a go violent death. and how you're gonna treat <laughs> Carrie Fisher in her morning and then she starts flying back. I'm like, "Fuck I know, yes! Me too, me too. She's I, back. I know. Everyone else in the
1: theater was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yes." And like her theme's playing and I'm like, "Yes."
0: I would say that the I was very surprised that shot of the, the control room exploding behind her and her getting sucked out was really jarring. It was like, "Oh, shit." Yeah. Like it went silent. Um and I was like, "Is that really how they're going to do it?" And then they cut to her. I'm like maybe they'll just do a really like beautiful Few beautiful shots of Mm. her floating and like showing that she's like yeah I thought what she meant and everything. But then I kind of realized like as they showed her hand, like the little particles started moving away from her and stuff. And I was like, all right, she's gonna come back. I think what people have a problem with is it looks so weird, like seeing her fly through because she the way she's lit, what she's wearing, she looks like a ghost. Yeah, like flying through the air. Um, but upon second viewing, I was like, I really like that. I really did like I it. I think it, it would have looked...
1: been better if she pulled the ship to her. You're right, because we've seen that in Star. It would be more familiar if she did right. something like that.
0: Yeah, but in space, I mean. Well, but it's just the four, I don't
1: know. I guess. So you can do whatever, I guess. That'd be weird.
0: <laughs> she's like, I'm going to stay here. Come to me.
1: <laughs> Ryan Johnson said that it was not meant to be like she's actively using the Force. It was like a, it was like a fight or flight, like, like basically She is force sensitive And like basically Like her body was saying You know I'm not going not yet today. Yep.
0: Yeah So she didn't So is that the idea That she didn't actually Purposely yeah, use the force The force
1: saved her Kind of Like she was basically Like I have more to do here That's what Interesting Yeah Which is interesting I mean Look there's sillier things in all of eight of these movies, so, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, it w- I wouldn't have made that decision. I think it really doesn't purpose... I actually think that, like, the idea there, I think, is that Kylo thinks Leia's dead. Yeah. But that doesn't really ever come across the rest of the movie. Yeah. I feel like... I, I thought that was supposed to be a point where he just, like, okay, now he can move on. And, like, even though she still is alive. Because he
0: never sees her. He has no yeah, reason just, to... Yeah, but he yeah, would have to, to feel her, right? I guess. I yeah. don't know. Maybe. That part was intense though. It was when intense. He, he's deciding whether or not to I really liked this movie had a lot of moments where people were connecting via the force. Mm-hmm. And we can get into the more important stuff between Ray and Kylo, because I thought that was done really well. Yeah. But I really liked how they they did that, the communication between the two. Because you know what's happening, it's well shot. Like Adam Driver is one of the best things to happen to the Star Wars yeah, like film great. series. He, really he he's a great actor, and just the look on his face—he looks like so tortured, mm-hmm. which made me. It makes me feel for him. He is evil. He's a monster. But like, you know, by the end of this movie, he does a lot of sh- shit that is a. He makes mistakes, and he still does evil things. He kills people, um, but you just feel like there's something left like
1: do he, you do you do you guys think that I mean while we're on the subject we're bouncing around because lot, well then. he do you well think, yeah like do you think that there is redemption for him in the next movie no I, I don't either I I think, I I think if there I feel like and it's an opportunity like you're saying like you see all these familiar beats in this movie that go the wrong way and I think one of the familiar <laughs> beats in Star Wars is redemption there's still good in people I think it's a very modern take on evil that you know we're a little less forgiving i think nowadays and i think we're also just you know and jj said this about kylo early on that he was going to be like a terrorist he was going to be like someone you don't know what he's going to do and he doesn't really stand for anything and i i i feel like is if, if luke skywalker is going to go to leia and say i can't save him Maybe then I feel, he can't save him i feel like i feel like he's gone i think that especially since Snoke is gone, who else is going to be the bad guy in the next movie?
0: Right, but that doesn't mean that he still can't be saved. I mean, he says, I can't save him, but that doesn't mean Ray can't. And they kind of like, the looks that they give each other, like, they're connected. Like I feel like in the next movie, they're going to keep doing that connection of talking to each other. And Luke even says, see you around, kid, to... To Kylo, well, he'll, be back. he'll be back. Like, they'll be haunting him. I feel like Kylo Ren, it's gonna be Kylo Ren's movie next in the next one. I think
1: it will too. I just think that, especially since you know, you see him do things that we didn't see. Like, Vader was redeemable because he didn't. I mean, he did a lot of fucking bad shit, but he never really, you didn't like, see him. Well, he just finish. never went to the level. Like, for example, like one thing Kylo does in this movie that you always thought, like, you know, Vader was supposed to do is. Kill the emperor and take over for more power. Mm-hmm. But he never did that, right? He he ends up the only reason he kills the emperor is to save his son at the end right. of it. So like <clears throat> but like Kylo basically sees Rey and uses her. Like Kylo does he goes to extents that Vader and Anakin never went. Like mm-hmm. Anakin was always doing something to save other people, even mm-hmm. though he was going down the wrong path. This is just like he straight up murders Snoke. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have a less Jedi way of going about like being evil, I guess. <laughs> like he just kills this guy. Right. I don't know. And he does it to he does it to take power. Yeah. It's possible. I just think it I, I'd be a little shocked, especially since also I think that in the next movie, you know, it's an, it's an opportunity for them to close the Skywalker story if they get rid of him, right? And that's it. There's no bloodline after that. It's it's done.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think he w- and he could do that. And I think he himself. will die and right. but still redeem himself right. somehow. I
2: don't know. I I feel like I don't know. I don't know what he could do to redeem himself though. Like he's now the he's ultimate the guy, right. force. There's no yeah, one he can like really What stop. you saying? Yeah. Right. We, could, we other mean, than being like, okay, turn it around. I guess. Yeah. He <laughs> Let's all go home. Lightsaber, Sepuku. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, what did you think about the? So, we in this movie, we start realizing that Ray and and uh, Kylo have this like. Force forced forced text messaging. Yeah. Like force they like messaging. They, they like
0: stop force messaging you know, me, bro. You up? <laughs> you up? Uh, Put something on. <laughs>
1: what did you think of how that worked?
2: <laughs> I I I those I love those scenes. Oh, I, they were my favorite part. Yeah, of the movie. my favorite part of the movie. Uh, but I, I'm I'm a little conv- is. Was it Snoke that was doing it? Did they do it after he Snoke died? Yes,
1: they did it once afterwards. So you have to wonder, was it I mean, did Snoke do it? Did Snoke open something up or is there something else connecting them, right?
0: Yeah. I think
1: is I mean Luke that that,
0: that also tells you like how powerful Kylo Ren is. Like that he was able to trick Snoke into, you know, yeah. thinking that right. he was yeah. Tricking him into what his intentions were,
2: but but yeah, so
1: Snoke reveals to them at the end that it was him who linked their minds. Yeah, but at the end of the movie, we do see Ray sees one more vision of him, and then kind of closes it off.
2: But do we think Mm -hmm. was that Ray that was doing that, or is that Kylo Ren that was making those connections? Well, or maybe
1: they were both doing it, or maybe there's you know, so like. I mean, in Star Wars, I mean, the, you know, a lot of people in this movie would be like, well, that's never happened in Star Wars. That's stupid, which, <laughs> isn't, which isn't really true, though. I mean, like in, in Empire Strikes Back, Luke and Leia connect that mm-hmm. way. They don't see each other, but they talk to each other over space. Also, you know? also yeah. Luke, and, Luke and Vader yeah. talk and and at the, at the, the yeah, end. Luke and Vader do the
0: same thing. So, Sorry, I cut off your arm. No, no. And, and <laughs> a lot
1: of people would say that there's a strong connection with them because they're related. <clears throat> Right, Luke and Leia, and Leia and Luke and Vader, and so a lot of people, even though we're, we've got this reveal of Rey's parentage, um, you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, this is a hint that they might still be related." Like a lot of people are going to go for that in the next two years. JJ might even go for that. I um, loved
2: that Rey was uh, sorry. Just I love that. Right, Rey's parents are no Let's 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 talk about. I it. I love that idea. Yeah. So.
1: Here, here's, what's, here's what's really interesting about this whole Star Wars universe that they've, that this new universe that they've created. It's like the anti Marvel. They, um, they, they didn't have a plan. Like it's very clear right now that they, they made Ray and they didn't know what they were doing. Because from all accounts, unless this is all smoke and mirrors and they're trying to set us up for another twist, Ryan Johnson said they gave him the Force Awakens movie. They said, "Here's what we made. You can do literally whatever you want with what JJ presented." I think and, that's awesome, and he did. I think it's awesome. I think honestly, as much as I love this movie and all those decisions, and I love if, if Ray is not of a Skywalker lineage, I think that's cool. I think it's really yeah. awesome. I think it's powerful. I think it's a little. We'll see if it works for these three movies, and I think it's also maybe not fair to bring JJ back in that sense because now. It's not as pure. I want to
2: go back. It's
1: not, <laughs> it's, well, it's not going to be as pure of a organic. You know, you now you do what you want because mm-hmm. now he can say, well, if I didn't like what Ryan and I guess my question is, do you think what Ryan? A lot of the choices Ryan made because okay, if you watch the Force Awakens, you have to be either like completely stupid or like unwilling to believe that like. Everything that J.J. does in that movie suggests that Rey is related to someone in that movie. There is there is countless images and voices and yeah. shots and Maz Kanata asking Han who's the girl and they cut like he has an answer. I mean, there's so much stuff in that movie to suggest that Rey is mm-hmm. someone related to that movie. Do you think it's disrespectful to J.J. to make a movie and just disregard things like that and disregard Snoke's background and disregard the Knights of Ren? Do you think any of that... I'm not saying it is, but do you think it's... A little bit of, is it like, come on, man, Ryan, you should have played along a um, little bit. Cause I Because it, it makes that movie look not as good, in a way.
2: I mean, do we know if Ryan asked J.J., like, what was your intention behind this? I, From all accounts, it
1: has, J.J. had no effect on what decisions were made in this movie, in terms of race. But picture. I feel
2: like I remember, like... Hearing JJ say, "Like, I read Ryan's script and I loved it," or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, he said, "If I if I had that script, I would have said I wanted to direct it again." Yeah, so, but I think that's a very JJ well, producer. Yeah, answer, JJ.
0: It seems yeah. like a like a real friendly guy. Good, and good guy, you know, right. he's like a, the he's Spielberg, not pick battles with the new Spielberg. Um, yeah. he so he'll he's a craftsman. He'll do whatever. But I think I think JJ likes the opportunity now. I think it, it sets up like a. A more creative way to tell this story why would you cut to those things and it's possible that Kyler Ren is just manipulating Ray mm-hmm. into thinking that his parents her parents are nobodies like he can probably read that she wants to find out who her parents are and he's like I don't know who your parents are I bet I'm just gonna say they're nobodies so to trigger something and you to make her angry to make her yeah. angry or to make her believe that she is a nobody um but I also really like the idea that she'd be a nobody because then that means anybody can have the force right. and they reinforce mm-hmm. that at the very end of the film. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. But I also think that,
1: um, so I, I think that I, I guess my answer to my, what I think is it's not disrespectful. I think it's a little reckless in a way, but also I think seeing it three times. Ryan also leaves the door open for if, if 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 JJ wants to go back and say no, you're actually Luke and Han's daughter. He, he or sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which could yeah. be true. Yeah. Which could be true. It's, it's 2018, guys. <laughs> um, no, if you're actually, you know, you're actually Leia and Han's daughter. I think that there's reason to believe in this movie that there's suggestions of that. As as far as much as Ryan's basically said that, not that the intention matters, right? Film school intention doesn't matter. But you know, Ryan said that really the only thing that when when they touched basically. Uh, Kylo saw what Ray saw in the cave, and then he's inferring that that she's no right. one. And in his in, in so Ryan said, in both of their minds right now, that's the <laughs> truth. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the case next movie. And I
0: think that, that that's fun, right? Yeah. So
1: you know, here's what I think, JJ. You go and and see if you're
0: going to continue that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. I I think. It opens the door. I think we're also going to see more f- about Snoke, especially with Kylo Ren's thing. Like, we don't know much about Snoke. I don't think that J.J. would just be like, yep, that's yeah, it. Right, I Like, right. I want to know where he came from. Who the hell is this guy? How is he able to stay dormant with the dark side so long and, and get in contact with Kylo Ren? And I don't know. I just, I would like to see more about that. And they might do that with him visiting right. uh, Kylo Ren because as a force user, if you like struck down someone in anger, they like follow you, <laughs> which is, you know, haunting. Yeah. Um, so it'd be funny if he's like in the bathroom and then Luke shows up and then Snoke shows up and they're like, ah, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. I get him on the weekends. <laughs>
1: I, I, uh, <laughs> I, on Ray's parentage The, the scene that I actually like Got choked up Last night watching it It's amazing When When uh, The way Adam, Adam Driver Is such a dick And the way he's like you, You've always known it Say it Say it And Daisy Ridley's bawling And she goes They were nobody Yeah I love He's such a bully through And her. he goes You know you're Yeah You're no one You're nothing You're not a part of the
0: story Yeah The way Yeah he doesn't deliver it like so You're good. not a part of this Dun 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 he He's like just a, like you're bully yeah you're nobody yeah I really like that god I love that throne room scene too
2: oh there's so many good scenes in this movie
1: some of the best action movies like the best action I've seen this year and definitely like in a Star Wars movie Mm -hmm. way better action than The Force Awakens oh
2: yeah
0: oh yeah like from the get-go yeah from the the, the the bombers the bombing scene was so well done how does how did that work though <laughs> what i mean i get like the gravitational pull of the giant thing would pull the bombs down but like the d- the doors open and the then opens the ship like would it then have like that technology of like yeah, the force field force technology field. <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> all right and star wars like it doesn't matter like, lasers <laughs> can't puncture
1: that but like solid things yeah go through it. interesting um but with the whole, was the, 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 the cinematically it was amazing. She's uh-huh. trying to kick the thing down. And, <laughs> yep. And, yeah. And super different than Star Wars, with, like the slow motion and like you haven't really seen anything mm-hmm. like that before in Star Wars. The way they.
0: It was also well shot. Like when she finally gets the bombs. Yeah. The bombs released, and they like the camera like moves up. It was well, just really well shot dramatically. So you had that. Who's had the ha- actor who played the like? Captain Kennedy, or whatever, of the Juggernaut. Oh, I don't, I forgot. He's someone that people. Oh, the know. Dreadnought, he's or in, whatever. Maybe it's called. he's in Game of Thrones. Is he in Game of Thrones?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. He looks the really girl familiar. Girl. He was really good. He was good. Yeah.
0: Just the few lines he had, like yeah. it was like you play a good. Both good, of those good people, good and British his like female general. assistant, like yeah, that woman yeah. assistant. There's like these guys look just evil. British. You had
1: that. You had the, th- the throne room scene was incredible. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and just the way that those lightsabers puncture the armor and the sound effects mm-hmm. and the breaking off of the. It was, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it's pretty was
2: pretty brutal. A like,
1: heads got cut off. This yeah,
0: period. and just like if that were a blade going through them, like this would be a rated R movie. Yeah, but yeah. It, because it's a the lightsaber, a lightsaber it's there's no blood. The wounds, yeah, so there's yeah. no blood or anything. Um what about uh Holdo
1: uh ramming her spaceships? Oh, i was so bad at it. every really cool. time i've seen this movie everyone in the audience
0: goes whoa <laughs> like, I haven't gotten that shit. i've just gotten straight silence.
2: Oh there was happens. like a coalespic like collective gasp yeah. like no auto- you just go <gasps> yeah. I love that. So great.
0: I love the physics of that even yeah. though it's bold, it's you know ridiculous physics but i loved how it cut through that one and then and a few other it, it create it created just like a split down every mm-hmm. single one yeah that was so cool very cool did you th- what did you think
1: about her character <clears> old <throat> doe Laura Darren's character
0: I liked her I mean there's the problem of not telling anybody but also why would she she's in command there's a lot of like um it there's sexism on the men's characters parts have you know did you oh, notice that yes. upon like separate viewing oh yeah
1: no the whole movie is about men who just want to get in their x-wing and blow something up i mean even to the point of like luke like luke's first intent his first inclination with kylo ren is kill him yeah. right in the in the tent right so yeah. like every man in this movie basically resorts to violence right away mm, and, and, then a, and then a woman comes and says wait no <laughs> there's, yeah, yeah. there's other ways of fighting right
0: yeah i i like that it's like literally, there's like, literally a point where, where rose is telling poe about something and finn steps in front of her and interrupts her it's <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh my god and then she's like i was finishing what hey. i was talking about but what did you think i mean you, you
1: had this new laura Dern character and you know she's really in the movie for like 15 minutes and yeah. that, i i feel i don't know but did you
2: well one i love laura Dern, so i'm very um biased yeah so anything that she does i love um I thought, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, like she was a great, like, character to have to be like, what? Why is she bad? Who is this person? Yeah. But then, right. like, and then flips the script on that and does something badass and <clears throat> saves the day. And yeah, it was. I mean, you needed someone like that. You I mean, did. Like, yeah.
1: I. You did. You might not have needed someone who's so like you weren't sure about her. I guess. Like, I, I think a lot of people walked out of that movie and they just. Didn't, I felt like this for a couple weeks. That, like, that should have been Leia. Like, Leia should have done Mm -hmm. that. But are we thinking that just because... Because she's dead. Yeah,
2: and then that would have been, like, the fucking best fucking badass way to go for Leia. But at the same
1: time, then you don't get that ending with Leia and Luke, and then, you know, really, like, Leia needs to be alive for a lot of reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. she needs to be the last general of the rebellion. Yeah, I mean,
0: she's been in charge of it since the beginning she's the figurehead i know but i also
1: kind of thought like i I think what probably also like problem with this movie is there's just too much going on in general from a script standpoint i think part of like you could have cut it down like you could have had akbar be the general right and he dies in that scene and then you have a cool way for a, a, a favorite character to go out he could have done. Is he a
0: favorite character or is he just a meme at this no, point? No, he's a
1: favorite. he would become a meme, but he's he's a favorite. Character. Like people see Akbar and that's like a, you know, I don't know, it's a callback to the originals and I mean the most lines he there's has. a really weak way for him to go out. And,
0: yeah. And I guess that's my point is like there's a lot of, he says a lot more in Force Awakens and he's he's in Rogue One, right? No. He's not. He's not. There's uh, somebody who looks there's, like there's him. There's another Mike
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think that people just like Akbar because he's fucking hysterical. I know. Yeah. But he just wheels around in that chair hawking command. I don't know I, Chairs I, flying I, across just, the room.
1: I just think that... <laughs> I think that, like, Laura Dern's character just kind of... You, it, you just You're drawn away from the rest of the story for a little bit because you are focused in on her, but you also don't get to know her long enough for her arc to really
0: formulate. It. Like, all we can really infer is that her and Leia have been at this and a Matt long time. they were time. friends at one point. Like and, she, like, and she was like a commander in a like heroic battle. Right.
1: Um, I also would have, and I, I am not on the camp of like, I don't think the whole Finn and Rose story is completely pointless like yeah. everyone thinks it is. I mean, it's not the best part of the movie. It's the least developed part of the movie mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. But as much as I, I do enjoy that whole plot line, I think that Poe should have been with Finn. Mm-hmm. I think they would have it would have done better to expand on on a character you already established than than divide it between a new character and then Poe. Mm-hmm. I don't like basically Poe. Everything that happened to Poe could have still happened, and he would have further bonded with Finn and further had more experience. Right. I, I but then know. you
0: don't have the training with Leia. A little, but you
1: still kind of would a little bit. I mean. I don't know. It just seemed like Rose, it, fitting Rose and Laura Dern's character and Benicio del Toro's character in this movie. Just you add so much to a movie where you're trying to learn about everyone, right?
0: But it, I think what that that plot line does best is it it establishes the world more. It does. You and learn then, I think that's like the main the main positive of that entire scene, besides the, the development between Finn and Rose, which I guess we'll get into. Um, uh, it, the way that that scene builds the world that we're in um, does it really well, and it, that it's similar to our world. Arms dealing, they don't care. It's just rich people getting rich off of war, and they don't care what happens because the First Order is good to them. So there's like a general there's general themes of apathy in this film. Right. That that entire plot line kind right. of
2: uh, yeah pushes and how well, and dangerous apathy is. A lot of a lot of times too, like and I absolutely agree with that I mean this movie also did things where it was like people's complaints about Force Awakens they kind of address it it's like I know one of my big complaints about Force Awakens is like, how did they fucking get all this money Right. and now like oh now we know another complaint I had was like Kylo Ren's like mask looks ridiculous and Snoke is like you look like a child in yeah, that mask right. like, yeah. it was like it addressed those problems but it addressed them in like a cool clever funny way yeah. too yeah, not me. Not meetup, though. Not yeah, the casino part.
0: I did like the the cut when she's like, "It's filled with the worst people on the in the galaxy. It's a horrible place." And then it cuts to like, <laughs> it's like people. Monte Carlo. Right. Like space. Can I go there? Right.
2: Well, <laughs> it's a funny
1: like difference between that and A New Hope, where like like uh, Obi Wan's like Moss Isley Cantina. You've never seen a more wretched hive of scum mm. and villainy, and it's you know it's downtrodden a, yeah, poor saloon. bar. It's a Western right. saloon, yeah. And like this is the opposite of that. That's mm-hmm. kind of a fun modern. Anxiety. there's always where there's poor there will be rich <laughs> um but so, mitch you touched on it and i think the movie and this is what i think is super interesting is that this is a star wars and this is where it does change star wars a lot is it's less about good versus evil and i think it's more about caring versus not caring mm-hmm. um and which brings us back to the main point of the story which is luke who we we sh- we meet him and he basically doesn't want to be a part of it anymore yeah and he finds out basically throughout the movie of like his being away from it this whole time
0: let has not this made evil it grow.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you think of the you know Luke, the old Luke? It, it...
0: I I think it is a good allegory metaphor for like people in our time who just don't care anymore about politics or don't pay attention. Um, and I think that's what they're going for because that's a consistent theme throughout. It's like I don't care, whatever. I'm just going about my day.
1: That, like, it's you it's have a very be, political a, film. You I, have to be a part of the fight. You
0: have to be a part of the fight if you want good to prevail.
1: Like sitting on the sidelines is choosing a side.
0: Yeah, you're cho- sitting on. Yeah, you're choosing a side for the bad, basically, and that's what this film is trying to say. And Benicio del Toro's character, I don't know if he survived. <laughs> we don't know. I, I'm assuming he did. Um, yeah, just it just not not doing anything about it and getting rich off of it or being like, it's not my problem. Hey, I, I didn't vote, you know. That, <laughs> that Like, I didn't vote for any of these guys. Like, that that's similar to what is happening. Is Luke sat aside, didn't care, and now the First Order is destroyed three or four Republic planets. <laughs> so, let's not forget that happened. Like, the Republic was literally destroyed by giant yeah. lasers. Yeah. Mass super genocide as i like to call it <laughs> <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> star Power, wars super genocide what did you take from luke
2: um how good of an actor mark hamill's become <laughs> right I, I thought he was amazing well, okay
0: well i don't want to say has become because he's been he's doing good he's been doing voice, voice acting well, that, for well that's decades. something
2: real i mean i think that both uh rian johnson and mark hamill really collaborated on this i mean Luke's I mean I think Mark Hamill's strength right now is his voice work and I think Ryan Johnson really paired that well with really good shots of Luke you know with sometimes you don't even see Luke's face we just yeah. see him from behind right. he's wearing a big you know m- not mask but what's cloak. like a, like yeah. a cloak covers half his face well right. he's really doing really great voice work and I think Ryan really emphasized that with the shot selection that he picked with him but um as far as Luke's character and everything I loved it And I love that I mean it goes back to the idea Of subverting what we thought We thought that he was going to be This Yoda type character to Ray, And he's not And he's conflicted And he's uh, Not what you expect And you come to learn something about him That you're like Whoa Like it's It's a really well-rounded character And it's a great I think send off To 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 that character too
1: I think a lot of people Are disappointed Because like Oh he's not the super Jedi Master That I thought he was going to be Um Which is, you know, to me, I've seen it a few times, too. I just feel more, it's just like, look, he was a good student. Like, he's really good at being a Jedi. That doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be a good teacher, right? I mean, it's just like, you know, you're watching Derek Jeter, who's one of the best baseball players in the world ever, is general managing the Miami Marlins right now, and he's terrible at it. Like, he's really Mm -hmm. bad at it. So, like, it doesn't mean that because you are a good Jedi Knight that you're going to be great at teaching everyone. I think that's kind of... also, like his role is not, is not to really, I, I don't think he's, he's finding that his role is not best served as like someone who should have the responsibility of teaching everyone, but he can ensure its survival, right? Like that's right, right. kind of the point at the right. end of the movie is that he can be, a, he can play a role in making sure that everyone gets away. Like he, yeah. that's he's super
0: powerful, mm-hmm.
1: not a good teacher, but the most powerful Jedi that we know really.
0: Right. Creates a new legend <laughs> for himself, right. which they touch on at the very Inspires last Inspires a whole other generation yeah. of people which is you know a thing for Star Wars anyway so but but uh, yeah um he was great in this I, I really liked him in this Um and I forget what I was gonna say well and it's also
1: like a, that's why I, when I was kind of bummed out at the end of the movies because you know Mark Hamill for years hated the whole Star Wars thing and to see him having fun doing it killed me to know that he I mean he'll be in the next one but he won't really be in the next right. one. yeah and that it's just like oh we have it it's same with Han I mean it was same with Harrison mm-hmm. Ford like He's doing it again. He's loving it. It's fun.
0: Yeah. He wanted to be killed in first <coughs> <Strikes> Right, right. <laughs>
1: um, so, so, so uh, I don't know. And I also loved. It was so good. You know, like I, I don't think that Star Wars wise, it was the best decision. Really, it made a lot of sense. But Yoda puppet being back mm-hmm. with Mark Hamill was super cool. I love that. You whole know, scene. I don't
0: understand. A lot of people are upset about Yoda's portrayal. A this. lot of people, and I don't get it. It's like, do you forget how Yoda? was in like Empire Strikes Back like they were like I didn't like how jokey Yoda was in this no that's, no that's that's fine with me I just don't think that's that, how Yoda that's is. how he, I,
1: we met Yoda yeah. like, I just don't think that it's necessarily like and you know you could tell because they talked about this they basically wanted one ghost to come back and talk to Luke and Brian basically said it didn't matter who the reason they went with Yoda is because they're not gonna puppet. get Alec, not, yeah they're not gonna get <laughs> Alec Guinness back right, right. And, and to me that's like a that's a weak answer where you're basically like well we could do this and it'll look fine you know, it'll, it'll make more sense than the other ones. I happen to think, and I know that this is going to be eye roll but I think it's the necessary link these movies need to the prequels. And I think it would have been a really cool opportunity for the actor of, for redemption. And I think it would have been an awesome opportunity story-wise to have Hayden Christensen do that role. I mean, to come back and say from, you know, because Yoda comes back and says, well, look, students always fuck up and we can't stop that. And that's just what it is. And sometimes they'll do better than we do. It would have been really powerful to see Anakin come back and say, "Hey, I know what it's like to be Kylo, and I know that Obi Wan and Yoda thought that that they failed, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it was my fault.
0: Like that right. would have been
1: super powerful.
0: I feel like that would have worked if Hayden Christensen was in enough makeup to make him look way older. Because my problem is with a well, but Hayden and- Christensen showing up is. Luke doesn't know What he looked like well, When he was th- he,
1: But he's seen him They, they like, like it or not Well yeah the, You've the canon, seen The canon of Star Wars In Return of the Jedi Ends with him seeing Hayden Christensen Right, right? And the the, well, the, yeah. the
0: The lesson being that I liked it better When it was the uh, I, I, Other Right act, but David David, like, Until whatever. they
1: change it That's what it is now So they could have done it And just had him be Young Anakin you
0: Right know? Or Qui- Qui-Gon Would have been awesome too like, Right I don't know that would set up a whole new thing, though, of, like, of Jedis you've never met all being interconnected in, like, a ghost world to just show up and, and give advice. It's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, I'm Jin. Jinn. I, you know, Obi-Wan's well, I mean, that master. Be, that Obi-Wan's, be, that Obi-Wan's master.
2: Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, nice <laughs> okay. to meet you. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> no, I like that it was Yoda, and it didn't even occur to me to be anyone else than Yoda because it's like it's like his it master. Said, yeah, and the and that's like what we expected Loot to be to be Yoda. So like for Yoda to come back and like be like, like here's who we thought you were going to be talking to, who like you really are, and all that. I, I, yeah, I mean, also I had, I, that I, was one I, of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. Yeah, actually, I like it
0: because we haven't seen Yoda really in like since in in timeline wise since. Uh, since Empire strike back, Strikes Back. Or no, since Return of the Jedi. Um, and, I mean, you like the prequels and stuff, but I think Yoda is so boring and, and does, doesn't make a lot of sense in the prequels. Um, so, that's just my opinion. I just think he's a little too stoic. He doesn't have any, that much humor in the prequels. Mm-hmm, and yeah. He does a little too much acrobatics that I just... I liked the idea of Yoda being a Jedi master because he was so powerful with it. He didn't have to wield a lightsaber and all that, but that's a, no, that's a, that's
2: an argument for another day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. I, it, I, I, I don't get the complaint. I mean, he's funny. He's hysterical, but then at the end he hits you with like super truth bomb. What did Yeah. You say like the greatest like teacher is failure. Right. And yeah. He says that in his yeah. Yoda way, but yeah. like, We are what they grow. It's like, wow, damn Yoda. Yeah, still killing it. Yeah, like hysterical as fuck and then real as fuck.
1: (laughs) Right. No, I mean, ultimately, it was just cool to see Mark Hamill and Frank Oz Mm -hmm. doing that shit together again, which is Mm -hmm. really, really interesting.
2: Also, I, I... So... Ray took the books, right? Ray. Yeah, well, Ray took the books. Yeah. I've heard like so many people be like, "They just destroyed all that knowledge of like." <laughs> I'm like, "Didn't you see the shot of yeah. Ray's but books?" Like, the, the it's quick, it's real quick. Yeah, but, but it's there. It like... was
1: almost, it was almost like Yoda more than <laughs> wanting not, not more than tr- teaching Luke that the books are Don't not matter. important. Almost just didn't want Luke to find that Ray took the books.
0: Right. What does he say? He says. Uh... There's well no, but he says like there is nothing in that those in that temple that she does not already possess. Right. Which is like you take it at first as like, Oh, she knows everything she needs to know about the force, but no she literally took the books but I, but I, but yeah right but i also he, he prevents luke from going right. in there he like right. explodes. but i also it. like,
1: took I, I also just took it as like yoda's i mean literally yes she everything yeah. that she needs she already has right but mm-hmm. but also just that like look those are important books and people a lot of people are now like well why did he you know that totally defeats the purpose if she took the books the whole lesson which it does it doesn't if she took them because she doesn't know that she doesn't need it yeah but also it's just like from like a allegory standpoint, like it is good to go back to the original text and see what was, but like it was written for a different time and yeah, it's right. not necessarily applied to now. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's things that there's yeah. things in those original texts that, you know, we yeah. should change. You do not need, yeah, what? you do not
0: need to know the Bible in order to be a good Christian. Right, you right. just need to know its basic ideas. Right.
2: So C- certain things, maybe the constitution, constitution. <laughs> yeah. is that what it was going for?
1: Yeah. Um, we gotta yeah we're fine
2: um to, like shower and stuff anyway it's fine. well let's just let's
1: just kind of get to the the big ending which is that well first of all the crate planet I thought was awesome the that salt was cool. thing was cool the the big fight the with red. all those the and I love how this movie really did stick to the one of the I mean Empire actually is the only other movie I can think of a Star Wars movie that really has a color palette right mm-hmm. that like it's it's all green and white and and like you know, and then there's orange, blues clouds, and, city stuff. and blues. But, um, Colors. <laughs> this, but, but no, but I mean, seriously, like, there's a red, and a white, look, and black. You watch Empire Strikes Back, you're like, okay, there's a look to this movie mm-hmm. compared to every other Star Wars movie. And this movie is like red and white. I mean, it's like super red. Red is all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen in a Star Wars movie. Very,
0: um, like, samurai film. Like, and yeah. I know Ryan Johnson is heavily influenced by Kurosawa. A lot so, of Rashomon in this yeah. movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, super interesting the red and white and I love that on the planet when they're all That looks so
0: cool. And the sound effects in that battle were really cool too, like just the the shots of like They go into like a war, handheld war film. Like, are they going through the the trenches, setting up to to shoot and everything? And when the tie fighters are shooting their their like lasers and they hit the ground, it makes this awesome like and like all the red dust flying
2: in the air. It looked awesome. I think that looks so cool. It's a real clever way to. I mean, at first you're like, this visually looks awesome, like it's so cool. But then like he's like. At first, you're like, "Oh, it's this cool red on it," but then, like, you're like, "Oh wait, like a battle is here." It's a clever way to not have like blood everywhere, yeah, it, yeah like because yeah. at first it's like this really like nice looking co- color, but as like the more and more shots are, it's uh, this rusty blood red color. Right. And, like it's a real creative way to like. Very violent look. Yeah, to uh, it. have it be violent but not be violent. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it was a creative way to set up the the ending with Luke because you know, you start to notice that his feet aren't making prints of mm. like stuff like that. Yeah, um, I picked that up on the site. Oh like yes, I, yeah. I, I realized uh, that
0: after watching it the first time I was like, oh, there really weren't any prints But then this time you, you actually really notice it and Yeah, They, show Liz, it. they noticed it right feet. away Oh, wow Did she really? Yeah,
1: I, I didn't pick up I picked up on the lightsaber Like, we just saw that destroyed And I was like, that's weird
0: Yeah, and I was like, is it another lightsaber? And he, and he looked younger Yeah, with the shorter we'll, we'll, beard We'll get to that It's like, oh, he cleaned up <laughs> Got one of those caretakers to give oh, him a right. we, should, we could talk about the creatures too um, He, uh i do want to
2: discuss that
1: but yeah we'll discuss the <laughs> creatures uh just really quickly, uh, Ray comes and saves the day, which I thought was cool, and now she's in the gun, she's in the gunning or the Millennium Falcon, and she's like, I love that,
0: yeah. And then this is you
1: know, fun. it was just cool. I love the whole thing where they all follow the Falcon, and I love when the, everyone's like, you know, the, the first order is like, every TIE fighter on that ship, and and you know, Finn being in the first order is like, oh, they hate that ship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that, I thought it was awesome, and then they go into I didn't notice they started until, playing, the- I didn't notice until the third time that. Uh, when when Chewie's flying through the the core of crate, basically, uh, Ray's gun gets gets like chopped up mm-hmm. in, the, yeah. in the side of it, and she looks like, and all the dust comes in, and she's like Chewie. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. It was so much fun. I also
0: loved it. Started playing the, uh, the Empire the, yeah. theme, like or that, yeah, there was from when whatever. they were in the. Well, that that theme's actually been used. The chase scene, the yeah. chase dun, scene in a new
1: dun, hope. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyways, then Finn, you know, you, do you guys think Finn was going to die? He goes I want. straight to the thing. To be honest, he I wanted have. him to. I wanted him to. But they, but I, you know, and we, we talked about this in our group chat. So then Rose saves him, and there's this whole thing where I guess everyone in your theater laughed where she says, This yeah, is how we're going to win. They like, obviously did. Not by fighting what my, we hate, but by saving what we love. My
0: theater didn't laugh. Uh,
2: my girlfriend laughed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come on. I don't think <laughs> it's, it's pretty cheesy. It, I, yeah, I mean, I think that line could have been pulled off better, but I I think it's a mix of the line and then, like, the reaction of her going, Ugh. yeah, I, feel <laughs> like that, I, I think yeah. that's more what made people I feel people like laugh. they didn't need to kiss.
1: Like, that yeah. That kind of ruined it. I know, yeah, because Finn was like, throughout <laughs> whole Because it... But because... And I think it's more powerful if it's not a romantic yeah. statement, right? Yeah. If she's just like, we're in this right. together and I, we need to be alive and well, we're do anything.
0: unless there's, like, some... You know, they're going to build on that backstory of like Finn clearly didn't expect that kiss and did not kiss back. It was very I mean, which is interesting. It's like maybe she's like idealizing her hero again, yeah. even though she realized he's a coward.
1: I, I also just I mean, Finn's getting a lot of flack for this movie. But the, the two moments in both of these films that still touch me so much is the when when uh, Ray and Finn meet up again in The Force Awakens and hug, and then in this movie when they hug, I mean, Daisy really, really, really looks like she's so happy to see him. Yeah. It's really in her mind, and it's a little, maybe a little complex she's got growing but like, was, like, the first person to care care for her. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, it's super touching. Yeah, they're really... Right? Especially...
0: They really enjoy that hug at spe- the end. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you can and tell. I, I
1: love it. And even if it's not going to turn into a romantic thing, like, it's a friendship thing. And that's what, like, mm-hmm. the fun part of the original trilogy was friendship, right? Like, mm-hmm. They're all just in it together, and it's fun. And I love that, you know, like, coming off the heels of Kylo Ren telling her that she's nothing. You know, there's still well, these people she's that... she's something to somebody. Yeah, and that's what's touching yeah. to me. Um, yeah. So then... This whole Luke thing happens. Let's just talk about the the force, the force transmitting, the force uh, astral projection.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, what did you think of all that? I mean, I was a little caught back at the first time, but second and third time, I think it's <clears> genius. <throat> I think it's really super different and interesting, and it does show that Luke's the most powerful Jedi ever. Would you guys like it? Did you did you dig it? I really liked mm-hmm. it. Colin,
2: why did you why are you why are you so into it? I was that that part like kind of choked me up, like seeing him just be like there he is like that's that's and i'm getting a little tear right now i don't know yeah. if that's because i'm a little tired right now too but um, it was just him being back in that moment and being like fuck yeah luke like i don't know it was yeah. it was really yeah. great.
0: yeah you could feel like something in the theater when he appears and then starts walking out there and like people are like oh shit like what is gonna happen and it, it was like oh we're gonna see him do something and the way he did You know, I think a lot of people are upset. Oh, he could have taken all those things down with just a wave of a hand or whatever. But like, why did, you know? Well, I think the point is, is
1: that Luke realizes at the end that like he not, he can't do it. Like Mm -hmm. he can't kill Kylo. He's not, that's not who he is, right? Like he didn't kill Darth Vader. He didn't, I mean, he didn't like, you know, whatever, you guess that's up for debate. But he he didn't want to kill his nephew, even though he saw he was going to do terrible things, right? And he still doesn't want to kill his nephew. So Mm -hmm. he's not going to go there to kill anyone. That's right. not who Luke is That's not who Jedi are Right. That's not the point Right. So I think it's super special and interesting And really makes a lot of sense um, I think it's You're talking about subverting expectations It's the biggest lightsaber battle of, of the first two films
2: mm-hmm. And they don't
1: touch lightsabers mm-hmm. did you, did you, I didn't notice this at all I had mm-hmm. to read about this later Because it does kind of look like they do But they don't Luke dodges every swing yeah. Because yeah. he knows that if, he, if it goes through his lightsaber That'll ruin the, mm-hmm. the illusion
0: yeah. Fucking I, genius. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: fucking genius. I like, really like
0: that. Because it showed that he was capable of not even touching swords and yeah. like besting Kylo. Right. Uh, it's cool. Very I, cool. I I love, like, there's a shot from the side of them, like, across, like, one eye, left and right of each other. And it looks like a samurai film. It, it looks like, like red, concept art. Yeah.
1: I love, I mean, that's the, that shot chokes me up. Yep. Like, seeing Luke battle his nephew and mm-hmm. like the, the,
0: the red and the cliff and everything—that's shit of my dreams. Yeah, man. Like, and that's... I love the way Kylo Ren fights. Like it's so aggressive and dangerous right. looking, and the way he holds this the, the, his lightsaber. It, I was so into it. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but and there's a great shot of that first swing at him. He like spins, and there's a really close up shot like of the the bl- the blade going right in front of the camera, and like with uh, Kylo Ren's like just like tortured effort you know yeah uh face swinging it and it looks so good i uh, it's just a quick second and there's a lot of shots like that that are really intense that show how angry he is
1: i just love that that was mark being amazing that whole scene Mm -hmm. like holy shit The little (laughs) (laughs) like the the wink to 3po too is just like oh like that's awesome like i loved him being cocky Mm -hmm. it was great to see him being cocky I also like, you know, they've got little script things in this movie, too, that are super clever. I love the moving rocks callback. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I love that. It's all Mm -hmm. it's not about moving rocks. And then Ray has to save the day by moving rocks. I love that. You know, when Luke says amazing, everything you said about that sentence is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, it's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as if as if what when <clears throat> when luke said that to ray in the beginning of the movie you know that maybe luke had said that same sort of thing to kylo when they were training right mm-hmm. like uh, it's great
0: it all is great but i mean those are good moments in the script but you said overall that you thought the script was pretty poor
1: i don't think the script is poor in terms of dialogue or character i just think it's i you know i'm, I, I'm on this podcast all the time i think it's i'm i'm really into like script structure and i mm-hmm. think cutting fat and things like that and i think that there's a lot in this movie that seems unnecessary and or I look I think you need another Luke scene in this movie I think I actually like pacing wise and and you know it makes that ending more powerful in a way but also you don't see Luke for like 50 minutes in this movie mm-hmm. from the Yoda scene to the end scene you don't see Luke yeah. and it's a long time and I kind of think that it you you just needed something else there I don't know what the answer is but you needed a, you needed, I think you needed another revelation scene for Luke. You needed something, and there's, there's also, I mean, watch the trip. Like every Star Wars movie that's come out since Disney bought them, there's a lot in the trailers that's not in this
0: movie. Yeah, there's so, that one scene with Ray, Ray running, running, running with and, the lightsaber. Like, there's a lot of
1: Ray lightsaber stuff that's not in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think there was something else, mm-hmm. and they didn't throw it. in. Well, it's
2: like how we got the, three um, PO and Luke uh putting his hand on him in the fiery and like that was clearly like the jedi temple and and then we saw that in the force awakens trailer right um yeah yeah i as as much as i love this movie there there is that whole chunk of finn and rose on the casino planet that lasts way too long and like those things running through the forest tall grass yeah the creatures. that's way too long what
0: were those called they're like horse
2: cat dogs Fathiers. five, years. five years. Uh, yeah it's like something from, from like never ending story or something yeah. but uh then uh, them going back on the ship and fighting with phasmas it, it's all right. so long yeah. and she'll the, be back the whole time i'm just like can we go back to kylo and ray and, and luke like that's like you're not you're not giving me enough from right. these characters that, that's that's the, the weakest part that of stuff guess, with phasma like,
0: was cool and then frustrating because it's like she'll be back i mean i just know she will <laughs> yeah like,
1: we just talked about this last night but they should have done with phasma is not have her in this movie and then in the next movie she's like a bounty like she basically like she just left the first order and like, she that wants would to awesome. fucking
0: kill finn yeah or or just she, kill everyone or you know?
1: yeah or she teams up with benicio and like that would be
0: awesome like, i think whole- yeah i i think she will be back because I don't think she. They back. they there's a big hole in her helmet, so we see her eye, and she falls into a bunch of fire. I think the next one, she's not gonna have her helmet, and like she'll have a big scar on her like face.
2: We, she better not be. Back. We joke. She's like the mini boss, like in like a I Zelda know. game that she, keeps coming back. She better not be back. It's just getting <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. I want her to be back. Um, she's
0: a very imposing figure in phys- physically. Yeah, but they and don't know like, what to
2: do with her. I don't know. <laughs> they don't give her anything.
1: Um, just to just to start wrapping these up, but I, like creatures, you wanted to talk about the creatures. Yeah,
2: but... I. Okay, I know that there's this big debate online about poor. What are they? Pores. Pores. Why is there a fucking debate on this? Like, I don't know. they're not I don't in it. it enough to
0: like matter. People were saying it's distracting. It's like they were that distracting to you. Like they're funny and they're cute, but like they weren't like they don't do anything. They weren't stupid. You know, they they did stuff, but it it was just like a little levity to the entire movie they weren't they weren't as bad as Ewoks i don't think um if you consider those bad i don't
1: consider those bad. i don't get there's this whole notion that's like star wars is like you're drawn to that shit like you go into it and i know that this is not you know much about trimming the fat stuff but like you go to see a star wars movie to be taken to another world and see different things right <clears throat> and one of the most famous scenes and one of the reasons that movie was so big was the cantina scene right where it's just like here's a bunch of weird crazy creatures mm-hmm. and little cute like there's a lot of cuteness in the cantina scene go back and watch it yeah mm-hmm. like I, I just think that you know Jawas, like everything about star wars is, is always been about different creatures and animals and species and like i don't understand why these little birds that don't talk or don't interact with the characters at all but are just there why it ruins the movie for anyone or that anyone thinks it's too funny or too cute or too Disney I'm so sick of that I'm telling you right I don't really too know this, Disney, what do you think the Disney Ewoks Des- were I can tell you I, I, I don't really know this for sure but I would I would bet that the Disney relationship to these movies is not heavy-handed I don't think I don't think it is I don't think Bob Iger and people from Disney I think they go Kathy Kennedy Lucasfilm you know we own you you're our entity but you go do your thing yeah like you've clearly like are successful just keep making I I don't think Disney has a say in how these movies come together I think if they did you would really tell Um,
0: they have a say in merchandising like that that's like sure sure
1: but they I don't think they go to Ryan and say you need to put cute Birds in this movie? No, no, not at all. I think that's Ryan being like, "I got a cool idea
2: for something." And there's tons of creatures in this movie. That's one thing that I really liked about this movie was all the different looking people in it.
0: Yeah, and I liked yeah the the scene in the casino. That was it was a very prequel moment (laughs) of just like all sorts of new stuff. Well, but it was Um, also a
1: prequel moment too because it it looks more 20s. Yeah, that's what the prequels look. They're meant to look like. So I actually liked that kind of callback Mm -hmm. to like rich.
0: Um, I also hear that because they were shooting on those islands, there were a lot of puffins. That's what they said. And they, they can't, like, it, to edit them out, they just put a, you know, a Orgs. porg over top of yeah. it, which makes sense. That's I smart. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't... You can't get rid of all the puffins that are just... You can't, like, denest a puffin where right. you want to shoot. So <laughs> I think
1: I think also what people miss about Star Wars in general is that the setting of, Star War, of, of space and technology is meant to be in contrast to the point, which is that it's, like... The point of the original movie is like technology is not going to save us. Like Luke turns off his targeting computer to trust in himself, right? Mm-hmm. So nature always kind of prevails in these movies. So in this movie, right, the porgs kind of represent what Ray's feeling. You know, there's always like life, death, that love that scene where they're like she's showing all this finding stuff. Finding the force. Yeah, and it's all a lot about the the life on the on the island that she's on. But also at the end of the movie, it's the it's the Vol- Volpexes, I think or whatever they're called,
0: the <laughs> it sounds like a Pokemon. Pokemon. Volpix, yeah, isn't that a Pokemon? It's yeah. yeah, I don't know.
1: It's, the Crystal Critters. The Crystal Critters. They save the day, right? It's all about, like, trusting in nature. Yeah. So that's the that's the point of these movies. And to, to, to go in, you know, I look, and I give credit to Star Wars fans, honestly, for being a group of fandom that doesn't just accept a movie's good because it's Star Wars. They really don't. People, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans hate this movie, and that's fine. If they, They're not just going to like it because it says Star Wars. But also... I, I'm, I'm learning to believe that a lot of Star Wars fans fucking hate Star Wars. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, they don't like anything that's not like what they want it to be in their head. Yeah. And and
1: and it, it hasn't been that way since 1980. So mm-hmm. at this point, you either don't like it or you like it. Right. I mean, if you don't like it, then don't go into these movies saying that. They ruined mm. Star Wars. Yeah. It's
0: like, this is what Star Wars is. Right. Like, th- this is what it is. If and look, you don't want to accept it, then stop watching them. And this right?
1: isn't Disney. They're for kids. They've always been for kids. And this is a super violent, angry
0: movie. So it is. it's, it's fine
1: dark. that there's some crystal foxes in it. Someone yeah. gets
2: stabbed in the
0: eye. <laughs> it's violent. <laughs> yeah, it's really violent. I mean... <laughs> Captain Snow gets cut in half, cut and then you see half. his body two times flop over <laughs> and in, like, like dead. drooling and dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Ray gets like sliced on the arm, and, and we see it, and it's right. like scary because even like Kylo's like, oh, fuck. Like, I got to help her. Uh, yeah. So porgs are not ruining this movie. They were cute, I thought. They weren't distracting. No. The humor I didn't think was distracting. I liked those other little caretaker creatures that were, like, <laughs> little, Ray like, nuns. Yeah, like, little their, nuns. Their I love that. <laughs> I really like that they're, like, yelling at each other. And when and when they're she, like, cuts that rock in half with the <laughs> lightsaber <so> and <laughs> 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 it destroys their wagon and they're just, like, standing. Yeah. I like that. I think it's that shit was funny. I thought all the
1: humor in this movie was good. You know, I think some of it's a little contemporary. I think when you have uh, Poe calling Huck's pasty, I think that's kind of weird, and then saying yeah. things like, uh, you know, all right, I'll hold. General, General Leia's <laughs> got a message for him about his mother, right? Like that's okay. That's a little yeah. contemporary. I mean, a lot of Poe is like calling it a big ass door. That kind of crossed the line of like, okay, now what are we doing? Yeah, he's
0: but, like he's like the the guy, right. you know. But
1: again, you know, there was fart jokes in Episode One, so this isn't ruining Star Wars no. for me, you mm-hmm. know. Whatever. Recommend?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. It's r- currently it's in my top ten of it's the year. Super it's super fun. It's so fun. I don't that's understand
1: why people like if you hate the mythology part of it, fine. But th- it's it's so such a ride.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. You think it's gonna end, and then it's like, oh, there's another like another thirty minutes yeah, left awesome. in this that with a battle and everything. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it it is setting up Star Wars for the next saga with we didn't even talk about the last scene of the the little kids telling the story of Luke Skywalker standing in front of the the first order inspires these little kids. And we see a little kid use the force to pull a broom to his hand and then like look up into the sky and turn it like a lightsaber. Yeah. Turn it. So it looks like a lightsaber, like, it, it's yeah. Great. yeah, it's like, like all right,
2: here we go. Perfect, like call, like yeah. Not only <clears> to <throat> advance, like one of my maybe favorite cho- <laughs> shots of the year. It's like it's not only does it, like get you ready for the next generation of people with the force, but it's like that was you as a kid, kid watching right. Star Wars, and like, like pretending something's yeah. a lightsaber, yep. looking up at the sky, and yeah. being like, I am, the I have yeah, the force. Right. I have a, je- I
0: am yeah. the Jedi. Good-hearted orphan kids who right. like are standing up like they try to they don't like the fact that they their what are they called those like fathiers. horse fathers are being abused and yeah it's good it's good. A, it's a hopeful good movie, movie. It's, there's younger people out there who are going to change the world
1: i'm and i'm just fascinated by ryan johnson i want him to make more movies
0: well he's doing the next saga i know <laughs> do you think he's going to direct them or you no, think I don't just think he's just run them. All of them He might direct the first one maybe yeah We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. I th- I for now, I liked it. I loved it. I think it sets up Star Wars great, and it's doing something different that um, I really appreciate. Yep. And I Let totally recommend it. Me too.
2: One of my favorites of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go see it.
1: You already saw it if you listened to this.
0: Right. I would hope.
1: All right. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we're all right. at let's, let's,
0: one fifty-four you
2: know,
1: recommendations. We already. I mean, do you want to? I mean, I just
2: really We, quick. we talked a lot about the big six. Big right. six on Amazon. Like,
0: okay. see that? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a great comedy cartoon on Netflix called Big Mouth. Oh, I love it. It's really funny. I love it. I, really it all, but I love it. It's really funny. Super endearing. You can. Too. Yeah. Very endearing. You can. Uh, binge through it completely It's all about puberty It's all about puberty It's, super, yeah. super it's yeah. very funny Really gross like, Really gross Gross yeah. humor But it's very um, But
1: it's endearing Even though it's disgusting yeah. like, You actually like, you're like You okay, feel for these kids Puberty is so, hard You're like yeah, yeah That sucks oh, right. um, Very funny I'm watching The Punisher And I'm surprised by it I think the first few episodes Were really weak But I'm almost done And it is by far Like It's just as good as Daredevil season one Like I Okay I, I don't know There's some really good stuff in it So I'm like I'm enjoying I can't it.
2: keep up with
0: those shows anymore I watched
1: Daredevil you know, season you don't one need, And I'm you like don't need, You don't, don't
2: need, need to Just Well that's why I kind of I keep seeing The Punisher on Netflix I'm like I should watch it But I'm like Should I have watched No you don't else? need to see anything else okay. Not really Okay Yeah
1: Alright, well that's it So great to be with you here with you guys again Let's do it a couple mm-hmm. more times Before I go back Okay right. Let's do What's it What's
0: next? <laughs> well, no, well, we got a lot of movies to see Downsizing Alexander Payne I, I didn't know. even know that was coming I don't, out I don't see that Yeah, but we gotta see the You don't want to see that? see all the Oscar Yeah
2: b- that, You don't think that's gonna be an Oscar? I don't no. know Probably not It looks funny maybe the, maybe the one actress in it That would be it She's Asian She got a Golden Globe nomination eh. She's opposed Sandra to Sandra Oh Apparently the best know. part about that movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, that was uh Star Wars The Last Jedi for here at the Woodwards Filmcast. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, death threats, uh email us at Woodwardsfilmcast at gmail dot com. Uh for Count Mitch, Merry Christmas everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. We'll Happy see, Hanukkah. I'll see you soon. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Next week. Week? Yes. Same time. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> New,
2: New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. It's a holiday edition. <laughs> Alright. Okay.